This is Recovery Collective with Tom Liu. Tom and his collective of guest contributors, callers, authors, speakers, and artists talk shift to educate and empower about recovery in its many forms to overcome and rise above the AVDCs, the addictions, vices, devices, distractions, or compulsions that may ail you or someone you know. Visit us online at recoverycollective.net and on Instagram at recovery underscore collective. This is Austin Cooper, founder of Sober Evolution, and you are listening to Recovery Collective with Tom Liu. I think it really comes down to breaking your life down and figuring out, does your life get better when you're drunk, high, hungover? This is Recovery Collective. I'm Tom Liu. This is where we bring together, if you're listening to the show for the first time, writers, professionals, speakers, creatives, movers, shakers, I call them shifters actually movers and shifters any kind of recovery warrior leaders and you our listeners who dare to move to get up stand up and get down to the business at hand which is to lend a helping hand to those still struggling with any kind of vice device distraction or addiction and uh, let your voice be heard as we talk shift that's what this is about shift i'm saying talk shift to be clear there's a t at the end of that if you're not you're not hearing things I talk about shifting a lot in the stuff that I do. Shifting means, in my, in my lexicon, means to, to change, to challenge, to grow, to improve, to be bold, to get better, to be the best version of you, me, that we can be for those in our world, you know, and for, for, for those that we affect and influence. And it's my argument, it's my belief that we all influence a lot of people, whether online, uh, in person, whatever it might be and stuff. So that's what this is. And uh, we talk about the uh, AVDCs here. Overcoming and rising above and above the AVDCs, the addictions, vices, devices, distractions, or compulsions that may ail you or someone you know. And that's what the show's about. It's designed to be up. It's designed to be light, not dark. It's not doom. It's not gloom. It's boom. <laughs> is, is that cool? I love it. I, you know, hey, man, I know it's, it's one of those things, but I, I believe it's really important to words are important. To me, in my world, too, in recovery, words were really important. The verbiage, the lexicon, you know, and what we say to ourselves and what you and I will say to each other and what you say to other people. The words we choose are so important, and I, that's why I'm, I'm really specific on what I describe the show to be. We're live streaming right now out on Facebook. We're out on the Tan Talk Radio Network, 1061 FM, 1340 AM in the Clearwater, Tampa area. And uh, TuneIn Radio, if you're on the TuneIn Radio app, it's a free download, iOS or Android, and you can live stream the show. Just search Tan Talk Radio, and you are rocking and rolling. Or you can shoot me an email too, Tom at RecoveryCollective.net. That's it. So, awesome! I'm gonna kick the show off here with a quote that I heard recently. I just I, I like quotes. I like things that are motivational, inspirational. I know you do too, because we just spent some time together. But this quote, I don't know who the author is. I think it's a anonymous thing or whatever. But it says this: What comes easy won't last. And what lasts won't come easy. Maybe you've seen that one before. Oh, absolutely. It's a good one, It's a right? good one. Nothing comes easy. It's, it's, it's not going to last, you know? So today, I, I posted this on Instagram today, and I just talked about I'm very fortunate these days to have some platforms to where I can share my experience, strength, strategies, and encouragement with others. And I post that stuff out on Instagram. I call this my Insta intro right now. And if you're out on Instagram, it's a great place to connect with Recovery Collective. It's recovery underscore collective, at recovery underscore collective. And of course, I'm going to talk about sober evolution here in a minute we got some stickers in here by the way these are awesome 
and I got bracelets and all kinds of good stuff here. But uh, giving back and keeping things um, out of ourselves. I can get in my own head sometimes, and I, I know that in, in the recovery world, that's a dangerous place to be. And so got to kind of get out of ourselves. But So that's what that's all about. And you can head on out to Instagram, recovery underscore collective. I believe our higher purpose is to, uh, to get out of ourselves and help other people. And that's what this show is about. That's why I'm here. That's why you're here. And I know that's what you do. So I want to introduce my guest right now. No further ado right here. This guy, you know, I meet a lot of people doing radio over the years and different things. And uh, you and I have connected a few times. I connected with you out online. You have this enormous social media following, Sober Evolution. The website is uh, sober-evolution.com, right? Nailed it. And then then, uh, out on Instagram at Sober Evolution. Just this huge recovery community. Austin Cooper from Sober Evolution. Welcome to the show, man. Um, Tom, thank you so much for having (laughs) me, man. Uh, I love the energy. I love what you're doing, uh, the purpose behind it. It's all just amazing. So thank you. You got it. Thanks for coming on the show. You know, we're early on in the show here, but this show is about spreading hope and you impact a lot of people with Sober Evolution. It's this enormous community out on Instagram and Facebook and all the other places. And I just met you at an event. You had a Sober AF event. And by the way, Sober AF, we see that a lot. I saw some people questioning what that AF meant (laughs) out on social media. In your world, what's the AF stand for? Oh man, I guess it depends on who you're talking to. Yeah. uh, the, the PG version for radio. The PG version is alcohol-free. There you go. It's perfect. Is that what that... I mean, that's what it was, right? I mean, everybody there's right, a right. comment, right? Right, right, right. Uh, I know people use it for other things, and I use it for other things, too. Uh, so it's just, you sure. know, be creative. to play on... Plan words. Words, yeah, yeah. letters. <laughs> Listen, I'm, I'm not a prude, and uh, we're, we're governed by the FCC here on the radio show, and so we ought to obviously keep things uh, on the up and up. But, you know, look, at the real world we live in, not everybody uh, is governed by the FCC in our day-to-day language, and so we can get a little liberal um, in talking about stuff. And AF, we all know what that means and whatnot. But look, <laughs> I'm, and I'm pretty liberal. I'm going to throw that out as a disclaimer. My stuff on social media, I'm pretty free with my language. So if you're a person that is faint of heart with language, understand that... That, uh, you know, there's going to be some adult language in, in my stuff. And why is that? Well, because that's who I am and that's where I came from. And I'm not going to change who I really am. I don't do it for shock value. I don't do it to get attention. It's just how I, I am and it's the world that I come from, like I said. And so um, some people I know don't like that. That's okay. But don't miss the message underneath some of the colorful language you know, right. once in a while. So Austin, thanks for being here. Sober Evolution, my gosh, this is a huge community. How did this come to be? Why did you start it? I mean, what was your goal, your mission, and um, how did it begin? Well, I mean, it all starts right before I actually went to rehab myself back in 2013. I I, uh, saw an old friend of mine um, who actually was a drug dealer of mine at one point. I saw on Facebook, he posted that he was going to rehab. And, you know, for some reason or another, I was just like, wow, man, like that, that's pretty courageous, you know, to be able to do something like that and post it for the world to see. Um, But I saw, you know, his posts after he completed rehab and him accomplishing these amazing goals in his life. And it was just so inspiring to me. And I was, you know, at the you know, the, the deepest depths of my life yeah. at that point and thought, man, maybe I too, you know, uh, if I gave up 
alcohol and drugs. Uh, maybe I too could accomplish some of those goals. And so, you know, once I, I eventually did go to rehab after then, it was like, I need to figure out how to do the same thing that guy did for me, which is put this spark uh, or seed in, in people's minds who might be struggling, you know, with uh, some sort of dependency on, on something that's negatively affecting their lives. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. so two years ago, a little over two years ago, I thought up Sober Evolution. I thought, you know, maybe Instagram can be a pretty good uh, way of, you know, getting a message out, telling a story, treat it like a blog, uh, give away, you know, these little secrets, if you will, uh, of recovery or how recovery actually is and show that it's fun and enjoyable. Um, so started it on Instagram and it just blew up from there. What do you attribute to that? Now, first of all, let me back up for a second. 2013, you went to rehab, right? Yeah. Life was pretty dark for you at that point. Oh yeah. Real dark. Yeah. Uh, for those listening, you know, if, if someone's either in recovery or considering it, from whatever. In your case, drug of choice, what was it? What did you spend uh, most of your time Alcohol, mostly. Yeah, okay, yeah. so we have that in common, yeah. me too. Um, what prompted, I mean, was life just so far out of control and unmanageable for you at that point that you just came to the end of your rope? What was kind of the thinking there to where you pulled the trigger? Because I'll bet you, you know people, and I know I know people who maybe need to go to some kind of recovery or or treatment or whatever, but I talked recently about the difference between needing versus wanting, and you must have wanted it as well as needed it, otherwise maybe you wouldn't have gone, or maybe I'm wrong, I don't want to put words in your mouth, what was it like for you at that time? Well, you know, really I was kind of back and forth with the idea of it, I think what I was comfortable with was if my parents told me to go to rehab, I probably would, um, but I, I did not have, you know, the strength to ask for help. You know, and and I didn't ask for help for anything. Hmm. You know, really, it was uh, I don't know why, but for some reason or another, I just couldn't do it. And it wasn't until my family really started seeing how low my life was getting, and that you know, I was I had I ended up moving back in with my parents when I was I think twenty three years old, and um, it was I was a stranger living in their house. At least that's how my parents and my family put it. I was oh, a stranger wow. living in their house. They just didn't know instead you? Of, exactly. Yeah. I, I would avoid them at all costs. So they saw how much of a toll it was taking on my life. Uh, you know, I wasn't accomplishing anything. It was miserable. And they gave me an intervention, and I knew this is my ticket to freedom from, you know, this thing I'm going through. So you actually went in, you walked into a room and everybody was there, just like on, I mean, similar to the TV show interventions. A lot of us have probably seen that. It was like that? Exactly like wow. that. I, I was actually at a work meeting, or thinking I was going to a work meeting, so okay. my boss was actually involved in this, and uh, hmm. he helped my parents get me to this random building with this random room, and the door opened, and I saw my family sitting there, and I knew right then uh, that was an intervention. So your first thought, when you walked through the door, and you saw your family, you knew it was an intervention. What was your first, was it anger? Was it surprise? Was it sadness? Was it relief? What did you feel? Well, you know, it was interesting because everything was going in slow motion. I mean, I I can remember just every detail almost of that door opening and seeing my family there. And I knew that if I thought about it too long, I was going to talk myself out. And so this, (laughs) you know, for once in my life was an opportunity to be spontaneous. And I knew that, you know, good things would come uh, if I chose recovery. Bad things would come if I kept going down the road I was going. So, you know, my thought was just, let's do this. F it. 
Let's do this. Let's do it. Yeah. You wanted it more than you needed it, but you wanted it to. At least enough right. to, to go with it and be open to whatever suggestions or what people were saying. Is that accurate? Yeah, okay. exactly. Right. I mean, I was surprised, but at the same time relieved, okay. um, really. So you, you have an intervention. Let's. I know we condense a lot in a short amount of time, but let's fast forward over the next weeks and months. What was it like for you then? What happened next? How did your journey go? And it's stuck for you since then? Have you not had to return to that lifestyle since that day? Is that true? Yeah, I haven't returned. I, I've okay. been sober ever since. Um, over five years now? Right. Okay. Yeah, wow. a little over five years Amazing. now. Time right. flies. What do you say to people that say that's not possible? You know, if someone's listening again, I'm, I'm jumping around, but I want to I wanna hit on it because your guy, you had an intervention done on you. Your family thought enough of you. They said you're a stranger living in their house, your words, and they do an intervention and Five years go by and you haven't had to return to that lifestyle, drinks, drugs, whatever. How does that happen? How, for someone that doesn't believe that it's possible for them, what might you say to them? Well, you know, uh, it, it all comes down to building every single area of your life, or at mm -hmm. least in my experience, you know, I had a focus right from the get-go. I took a, a notepad and a pen to every meeting that we had in treatment. I wanted to study this. You know, this wasn't, for me, this wasn't pass or fail. This was life or death, and I had to treat it as such. I had to get an A-plus in, in every aspect of life, and, you know, I realized early on that, you know, I, I have to strengthen every area of life, whether it's, you know, relationships or financials or, um, you know, recovery, uh, health, fitness. I have to strengthen all of those core areas of life in, in order to, you know, get past any of the obstacles that are ahead of me. Interesting. That's such a, that's an interesting parallel there. For me, my story is I, I went to, I went to AA for a decade. And as I mentioned last week on this show, you know, this, this show is, is uh, not partial to any particular recovery program or treatment ideology. Whatever is working for someone works for them. As long as it's positive and long-term recovery is what's happening and it's successful, I'm all for it. And I know that's controversial. I know not everybody agrees with that, but that's okay. If you want to weigh in with that, give us a call. We're toll-free right now. We're live on the Tan Talk Radio Network. I'm Tom Lou. This is Recovery Collective 866-826-1340. We're talking with Austin Cooper from Sober Evolution, sober-evolution.com and uh, Sober Evolution on Instagram. But 10 years in AA for me, I took a notepad into every, I have a decade's worth of notes wow. from meetings that I went to. And I heard just a ton of great stuff. It's going to be a book one day. Things that other people said, things that I heard, things that I thought of on the heels of what somebody said and all kinds of notes and quotes and things like that. And I'm telling you, there's something about that putting the pen to paper. I was motivated. It sounds like you were really motivated to right. change your life. Yeah, it was the first time I had been motivated to do anything for a very long time. And so this was my time to shine. And I had to shine, you know, just like I mentioned earlier. And uh, so, yeah, it was this is game on. This is let's see what we can do with our life, especially with all the extra time that we're going to have when we're not drunk, higher, hungover. You know, that, let's see what we can do. There's a key point. You had more time. Right. A lot more time. Not only the time you spent drinking and drugging, the actual time. But what about the recovery time? Right. A ton. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, it's interesting when you calculate it, even for the average drinker who might just drink on Friday and, and Saturday nights, say, yeah. you know, calculate all that time over a year's period. Mm. And it's insane. It's like, man, what if I was studying something over that period of time? And, yeah. you know, it makes you, you know, I, <laughs> I started valuing time for the first time in my life uh, when I started recovery. And it's awesome what you can do with it. Very interesting. That is some good stuff. I want to find out again, I asked you a minute ago about those first months, weeks, years even of recovery. We're talking with Austin Cooper. We're going to take a quick break. You're listening to Recovery Collective. I'm Tom Liu. You're listening to Recovery Collective with Tom Liu. This portion of the show is brought to you by 16 Imaging Photography. Visit us at 16imaging.com. That's 16imaging.com for fine art prints, to book shoots, and to schedule one-on-one photography coaching for you or someone you know. 16 Imaging. Seeing things literally through lenses, figuratively, despite filters. Tom Liu, the founder and host of Recovery Collective, is a professional speaker, radio host, writer, photographer, and certified professional coach. A National Speakers Association member, Tom talks shift from the intersection where human communication and psychology collide. Tom is a leadership consultant, communications trainer, recovery advocate, and former college academic dean and psychology instructor. Tom delivers multimedia keynote presentations, seminars and workshops, as well as develops and facilitates custom programs for corporations, organizations, institutions, and facilities. Tom also conducts one-on-one coaching, sharing his lifestyle initiative training strategies on key communications, recovery, and leadership principles for personal and professional development. Email or text directly to tom at recoverycollective.net or call 800-504-6416 with inquiries to book Tom for speaking engagements, individual coaching, or for radio, podcast, and media appearances. And visit tomlu.com. We're back to Recovery Collective with Tom Liu. Get involved in the conversation with questions or comments by calling us toll-free at 866-826-1340. Join us on Facebook at facebook.com slash tomlu2. That's T-O-M-L-E-U and the number two. Here's Tom. Welcome back to Recovery Collective. There you go. We got some folks out on Facebook Live right now. Brandy and Alice, we see your comments there. Thank you so much for weighing in uh, and your stories. It's interesting, Austin, we were talking at the break. So many folks, we have different journeys, whether we went to rehab or we didn't, or it's a 12-step group or it's not, or some other variation. And again, I think the goal, for me, it's always been as long as progress is being made and people's lives are changing and however we get there, whatever that uh, path is, I think is, is the key thing. And so for you before the break you were talking about you had an intervention your family did an intervention and uh you went and you started going to, you went to rehab and what was the, what were the first months weeks like even first year or so what was that like for you then um i mean it was a totally different change of pace uh in life i mean everything had to change you know my association where i hung out um i mean i had to implement so many new things in into my life you know and and what I learned is uh, life got better and my outlook got better when I was adding value and eliminating anything that was hurting my life. And as hard as some of that was, especially you know with friendships that I had had since elementary school mm. and having to step back because they just weren't healthy for me and, and I wasn't gaining value from being around certain people. Um, so making sacrifices like that, you know, I just got in the habit of it, you know, and it, it 
it, it took its toll, you know, mentally sometimes or emotionally, mm-hmm. but I knew that on the other end of that obstacle, you know, emotions are only temporary and we learn, you know, to live and, and, and we learn from our mistakes. We learn from our past. We learn from our obstacles. So let's find value and uh, add more of that into our lives. How important were other people, especially early on? I mean, maybe not just early on, but how important were other people in your journey, those initial days and, and throughout your five years here to support you and reaching out to them? And was that natural for you? Was that comfortable or was that hard? Because that's a theme that comes up a lot. It's like, I don't want to bother anybody. You know, was that was that your case too? Or Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, I was a shy guy before I started drinking alcohol. And one of the reasons why I started drinking was because it broke me out, out of my comfort zone. So when I stopped <laughs> right. drinking, you know, I was back to being the shy person. And, you know, I never asked for help, you know, other than that one time. Um, and so it was very hard for me to kind of integrate with new people. Uh, but, you know, I knew it was important. I knew, you know, overcoming that obstacle was going to be important. And so, you know, I had to really start, I started by going to 12 steps. Uh, okay. So, you know, the first year of my recovery, I was very involved in, in the 12 step program. And what was, you know, amazing is I would find these people that were at these meetings who were living, you know, say a lifestyle that I wanted to live. So, you know, I found uh, those who were entrepreneurs to be very inspiring. And so mm. I would try to spend time with them and, and learn from them um, because, you know, it wasn't only inspiring me in my recovery, but it was inspiring me elsewhere, too, um, at, which really, you know, helped me start accomplishing my goals. Yeah. Interesting. That's, that's so cool. You, you, so you did 12 steps and stuff. Now, I've mentioned a couple of times, you know. 2013, you said, I said five years, threw out some numbers. I know there's a, I want to throw this out to you and I'll get your take on it because people have different views on this. How important is time, you know, time air quotes in, in recovery? Does it matter if people have a lot of time, a little time? Should they talk about it? Should we quantify it? Does it do more harm than good? Uh, What's your take on that? I mean, my opinion is that the time really does not matter, but if it does to you, you know, and you like counting days and that makes you feel good, then keep doing it. Um, For me, I'm just living my life, you know. I I don't really ever think about the time, except for, you know, when a year comes around, it's like, oh, that's cool, another one notched notched on there. Um, But for me, counting the days doesn't really do anything. I think early on it was was different. but yeah, I mean, either way, because, you know, we can we can still be struggling even, you know, 20 years sober. I mean, you oh, know, yeah. with owning Sober Evolution, I have people reaching out to me or lashing out at me. Really? Um, and we'll all have people who are incredible, who have, you know, 60 days sober, who are just giving me, you know, so much value, adding value to my life. Hmm. And then you'll have someone or I'll have someone who's 20 years sober who's saying I'm the worst thing ever because I'm not anonymous, something like that. Okay. There's a lot there. Let me, let me back up for oh, a yeah. second. So you started Sober Evolution, by the way, sober-evolution.com and Sober Evolution on Instagram. Go follow Austin and Sober Evolution. It's an amazing community. I knew all about the community long before I knew you. Reached out to you. Went to an event you had down here in Florida in St. Petersburg at the time of this broadcast just a couple of weeks ago. Got to meet you and it was a great event. And There's going to be more of those and we're going to talk more about that on the Recovery Collective show here going forward. So people lashing out because is that one of the main complaints is that 
the lack of anonymity? Because I know you, as a question I have for you, I'm going to jump ahead. You posted something recently on your on your Facebook just a couple of days ago or so where you said, this is why I am not anonymous in my recovery. Can you share about that and, and share about some of these folks that, that, you said, lash out at you, that give you grief? What's your view on all that? <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, you know, I choose not to be anonymous because, one, it, it's good for me and my life building. It, okay. it brings value to my life. And also because it can add value to others. It can be, you know, that spark that I had from uh, the individual who inspired me to go to treatment early on. I can be that for someone else by not being anonymous. And that helps me, too. Um, But the people, you know, who lash out, you know, it's just, you know, whatever their beliefs are, you know, they're more than entitled to it. But, you know, it's a shame to see someone who lashes out at someone for that. And, you know, really all I can do is hope and pray that, you know, whatever's going on wrong in their life, that Mm -hmm. they can, you know, find closure. They can, you know, fix that. You know, typically anyone who lashes out at anybody for anything really is kind of like a a bully. And typically bullies are dealing with their own problems Mm -hmm. in their life. And the reason they're lashing out is because they're dealing with problems. So, you know, I have to kind of empathize with them and, and, just understand that there's probably something serious going on there. It's got to be tough, though, right? I mean, it's got to be tough. I mean, you're a, you're a person. You're a human being. You got feelings. You've got emotions, just like anyone else. And uh, to get that, it's got to it's got to be hard. Now, I, I'm sure we got some of that coming on this show at some point. I'm not here to call consensus together. I'm looking for critical thinking. I realize that not everyone's going to see things the same way. It's the world we live in. That's reality. We all don't see things the same way. That's okay. What I want to do, though, is have conversations about this really important subject matter. And if we don't agree, then let's talk about why not. But give me the reasons why. Let's go through it. We may not ever agree, and that's okay. But we can disagree without being disagreeable. And I think that's a, a key distinction, and I think the world could be a better place if we all sort of just uh, adopted that mindset a little bit more. I mean, heck, just take politics, for example. I mean, we got, you know, that's just a, a travesty of people being disagreeable to each other when right. we don't see things the same way. And so I applaud you for not being anonymous. And so, and, and I think the only way we're going to reach more people, the reason I, you reach me is because you weren't anonymous, and I appreciate that. It looks like we got, a, uh, we got someone on the line here. Uh, welcome to Recovery Collective. Hi. Hi. Hi there. What's your name? Amy. Hey, Amy. What's going on? What's on your mind? Well, first I'd like to say I think this is a great show to have on. I think there's so many people out there struggling, and this is just a way for people to get connected in maybe ways that they don't know how and to share their story. Thank you. Um, I did have a question, though, as I'm sitting here listening. You know, as a sober person myself, I think one of the struggles that I see is dealing with our kids and not knowing whether, you know, they're in danger themselves of issues, are, are they experimenting, um, coming down hard on them? What would be your recommendation or advice when you're hmm. dealing with your kids as a sober person? Wow, that's a great question. Thanks, Amy, for that. So, you're, so to clarify, you're talking about you, you're a parent and your kids are, I'm assuming, older, teenage years or even beyond, and they're out living the, the young person's life, partying, doing their thing, having a good time, drinking, maybe more, and that sort of a thing. That's what you're yeah. talking about? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, that's a great question. That's a big question. And, uh, you know, honestly, thanks for that, Amy. I appreciate it. I struggle with that a little bit myself in my life. Now, I don't know, Austin, if you have kids yet or not, but, you know, what would you say to that? I mean, what message do we have to for the younger folks out there who are in that part of life where when I was young, I wasn't talking about this stuff? But that doesn't mean we can't. 
Right. Um, you know, I, I don't have uh, kids myself, but I, I work with a lot of people. Um, people often reach out to me who do have kids who are in situations. Um, and one of the things, you know, I can really suggest is to keep an open dialogue, you know, with your kids or your family or friends, whoever it is that might be, you know, struggling. Uh, I know it's hard. Uh, kids, you know, especially me being one at one time, was not trying to be open with my family about my drug use or alcohol uh, alcoholism. But, um, you know, my, my parents really did try to keep this dialogue open and understand and, and, and you know, just kind of understand the things I was doing and you know one of the biggest things that that helped me decide to you know move forward um, with building my life move forward with uh, recovery is that my parents wanted to be on my team that was the conversation they had Mm. at my intervention Mm. which was different from any other time that they sat me down and talked to me before typically they would sit me down tell me how my life was going wrong all the things I was doing wrong and I would become defensive and I'd storm out the room Mm. Um, but this time around they're like awesome we want to work with you as a team we know you have big dreams big goals like let's help you do it they're like I know you want to become a real estate agent we're going to help you do it you know Mm. but you need to you know obviously uh, give up uh, (laughs) alcohol and drugs uh, which you know at that time it was very apparent to me Um, And I think just being a good example, because right around the time before um, I had the intervention, but my parents were working with an interventionist, unbeknownst to me, um, I I noticed that my parents were changing things. My mom was getting more active. My dad was getting more active physically, which was totally weird. But at the same time, it was Hmm. inspiring. And it was like, man, like they're doing these things at, at you know their older age that I should be doing at my age. And Interesting. It, so the inspiration, I think, is the best thing, is just to be a good inspiration, do new things, and try new things, and they might see it. Wow, that's great advice. I think that's really a cool point you made there. Your parents doing some new things and maybe getting more active where they otherwise weren't. And key thing you said there, your parents approached it as a team. Right. You said as a team, which is not just, hey, you're doing this wrong and you need to do it. It wasn't just browbeating anymore, it sounds like. And it was, let's do this together. Let's help you. I think that's great. What a you know, good, good note to parents out there. You know, and Again, this shows for people that are maybe in recovery themselves or someone that you know or a friend, a family member, an acquaintance or whatever. And uh, that's kind of what we want to do. We want to talk about solutions and, and things like that. So I appreciate that call as you listen to Recovery Collective. My guest here is Austin Cooper, founder of Sober Evolution. Now, Austin, this show, like I said, is about solutions. And you talked about a lot of good things already. But Sober Evolution took off. And it's a, it's a big community what is the what do you attribute to that and why do you think people all kinds of people all over the world are drawn to what you're doing with sober revolution and all of your great content therein well i mean it it all starts with you know my own personal development um you know i hated reading up until i actually (laughs) had a i had a business coach or it's honest he's kind of a business slash life coach but he's like you need to start reading so handing me books he handed me handed me the book uh think and grow rich by napoleon hill that was the first one and i was like all right well this is what you know my successful life coach is telling me to do so you know, maybe maybe I should follow suit. And so I started reading this book, taking notes and getting so much value out of it. Just a single quote was really able to completely flip my mindset mm. around. And so I thought, you know, especially after reading many, many books and taking many notes and getting all of these, you know, new ways of thinking, new philosophies, um, you know, maybe I can give that back on 
Instagram somehow. So basically I, I decided I'd, you know, post these quotes and I'd write about how they affected my life and changed my life. And people were really able to relate and people were sharing it and tagging people in it because they knew people who needed to see, mm. you know, what I was writing or what mm. I was posting. And, you know, also I wanted to engage with everybody who was commenting and sending me messages. And that was so important to me um, to, you know, give back on a personal level. I want them to be able to get to know me as a person uh, and me to get to know them as a person. So it's not just this entity that's online. It's me. You know, I'm sober evolution or sober evolution is me. You know, let's have a cool, chill conversation. Let's meet up sometime. You know, and do you still do that to this day with this, all the people? I mean, you got like 45, 42,000 people on Instagram and all that. It got, it's got to be a lot harder now with numbers like that. Yeah, no, I mean, it is. And I reply to as many people as possible. But <laughs> everybody that sends me a message, um, I always reply back. And, and it's awesome. amazing how many true, solid friendships I've gained from the messaging. And I got to meet a couple of them, including yourself, uh, at the event in person uh, the other week, which is just, uh, it's the icing on the cake. He speaks the truth because I emailed you and messaged you uh, through Instagram a couple of times leading up to the event and all that and just said, hey, I'm excited about coming and this and that and the other. Look forward to meeting you. And you got back to me. And I, it's not that I was surprised, but I was, I figured, well, he's, he's too busy. There's too many people, you know, he's not gonna have time for me, but you did, you got back to me and then we met and we hung out and it was a great thing. So I just really applaud that. I want to encourage everyone listening, whether you are in recovery, whether you're considering it, maybe, you know, someone who should uh, be reading some of this stuff and getting inspired and motivated and has an interest or maybe even a need for more personal development. He said another key thing there, team, personal development, reading, um, accountability, other people, getting other people involved, family members, uh, th- these are all things that, we're, that we've talked about thus far on the show that are solution-based things for someone, anyone that might be struggling with any kind of a addiction, vice, device, distraction, or compulsion, whether it's drugs, alcohol, eating disorders, gambling, sex, self-esteem. There's a number of things. This is a big subject, and it's all important, but it doesn't have to be dark. It doesn't have to be depressing. It's serious, but it can be up. And when we come back from the break, we're going to talk a little bit more about uh, a quote that we both like from a a really well-known lady who's a great author, amazing writer, Amy Dresner, talking about the stigma of recovery, not the stigma of addiction. We all know that addiction has a stigma, but what about the stigma of recovery? This is Recovery Collective. I'm Tom Liu. We'll be right back after this. We'll be right back to Recovery Collective with Tom Liu. This portion of the show is brought to you by Skincare Keys, rocking and rolling with the number one skincare brand in North America. To unlock your life-changing skincare, contact Bobby at skincarekeys at gmail.com or visit us at skincarekeys.com to find out how you can get involved in this exploding business. Sober Evolution is the recovery space created by the internationally recognized life-building coach Austin F. Cooper and a proud sponsor of Recovery Collective. You can find Sober Evolution on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and at Sober-Evolution.com. 
This world-renowned organization is filled with experience, strength, and hope for those who are looking to build their lives in recovery and smash the stigmas surrounding addiction. Sober Evolution also organizes and hosts exciting, one-of-a-kind events supporting the world of recovery throughout the nation. Don't hesitate to reach out and find out more about Sober Evolution at sober-evolution.com. We're back to Recovery Collective with Tom Liu. Get involved in the conversation with questions or comments by calling us toll-free at 866-826-1340. Here's Tom. All right, welcome back to Recovery Collective. I'm Tom Liu. Thanks so much for joining me. We are on Facebook right now on my Facebook page, my business page. It's T-O-M-L-E-U and the number two, facebook.com, Tom Liu too, and I'm at Tom Liu out on social media. Recovery underscore collective on Instagram and recoverycollective.net. And I've got Austin Cooper here from sober-evolution.com and Sober Evolution. Out on Instagram as well. Uh, Vaughn says we got another caller. Hey, welcome to Recovery Collective. How are you doing? Uh, just fine. How are you? Doing great. What's your name? Chip. Hey, Chip. Hey, Chip. Hey, guys. What's on your mind tonight? Oh, I was just curious about um, your program with coaching. How, how is it different? Are you part of, uh, you know, AA Recovery or are you different? And if so, how are you different from AA? Well, I'm not a part of uh, 12 Steps any longer, um, and you're asking about my personal uh, coaching. So really, it's it's life coaching, and so what I try to tackle is kind of what I was talking about earlier is just all the different pillars of life in general. Um, and, uh, you know, it's just strengthening those areas so that this person, uh, you know, a coachee has all of these, you know, different things that they're able to kind of fall back on, especially when obstacles arise. As we all know, obstacles are always going to arise oh, in yeah. different areas of life, whether it's, you know, business or financial relationships. Um, and so, you know, when you're really able to strengthen yourself personally um, and feel empowered and excited about life, uh, it makes those obstacles a lot, you know, easier to get through. Um, and so that's really essentially what I, I coach about. So it's not recovery coaching. Um, it's just life coaching. But a lot of people, obviously, from uh, Sober Evolution uh, will reach out to me and, and I will get to help them in their process of building their life. Chip, thank you. Appreciate the call. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. So important point here to, to mention, if you're just tuning in, this is Recovery Collective. I'm Tom Liu. I'm joined by my guest, Austin Cooper. He's the founder of Sober Evolution, sober-evolution.com, and Sober Evolution out on Instagram. While you're out there, recovery underscore collective on Instagram. But I wanted to mention this again because I know there's a big contingent of uh, 12-step folks out there. And I was uh, a part of 12 Steps, AA specifically, for 10 years of my first 10 years of um, recovery. And I have nothing but great things to say about the organization. And I wouldn't be here, sitting here, talking to you right now, doing this radio show, if it wasn't for that. There were people there, there were rooms to go to, there were principals before personalities there to help me and to listen to me and to show me, more importantly, that I wasn't alone and that I wasn't terminally unique which I thought I was, which was a huge uh, aha for me. From the very first meeting that I ever went to, the, I'm lucky, the first one, I heard things in that meeting, Austin, that told me, this is the place for you. These people thought the way I thought. They felt the way I felt. They experienced things the way I experienced it. Our stories were a little bit different in certain areas, but similar in many others. And they said, look for the similarities, not the differences. And I knew that was the place to be. I didn't know what was going to happen. I didn't know how it was going to go. They just said, come back tomorrow 
And this was a week before Christmas, 2002. And i never forget this uh, old timer in there. He says, you got a lot of guts coming in here a week before Christmas, kid. Wow. And he says, are you sure you want to be here? He dared me. I don't know if this is the right thing to do or not. I don't think I would do this, but he says, you sure you want to be here? He says, there's a bar right down the street. If you're not done drinking, why don't you head out and do a little more research and come back when you're ready? I mean, I was like, what? And again, I'm not saying that was the right way or the wrong way. I'm just telling you that 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 was enough to, it got my attention. And I was like, no, I want to be here. I said, I don't have any idea how this is going to go if I'm going to make it. But he's like, if you just come back tomorrow... You got a fighting chance at it, and I did, wow. and uh, that's how it went for me. So I'm a big fan of that, and I think it helps a lot of people. Does it help everyone? It doesn't. I'm sorry, it does not. And some people, for whatever reason, it doesn't. And if it doesn't, and there are other modalities, ideologies, traditions, programs, whatever it might be that works for someone, and their life changes positively as a result, then I say do that, or do that. Or do it together, combine things, whatever you got to do. Are you of the same mindset or do you have a different view on it? No, I'm, I'm totally uh, in the same mindset. My first year, uh, as I mentioned earlier, uh, was spent going to meetings. And, you know, it was just key. It was, it was great for me to surround myself around people who had similar experiences. You know, there's such a common bond there that's like no other else in the world Mm. and for me especially in the beginning of my recovery it was just key and essential and um so you know for me that was great uh but you know also throughout especially building sober evolution i've been able to see all of these other uh you know types of programs or Mm. you know styles of recovery that people use that work for them and their life is exciting and they love it and you know whatever's working for you do more of that that's good. I, I agree with you. I, I agree with that. And, and not everyone agrees, and that's okay. And again, critical thinking here is what we're, we're, what we're going for. We're talking with Austin Cooper from Sober Evolution. You're listening to Recovery Collective. I'm Tom Lou, your host. So Austin, before the break, we were talking about Amy Dresner. She's written a great book called My Fair Junkie, a memoir of getting dirty and staying clean. Amy, I'm hoping I'm going to have her on this show again as a guest in the future. She was on another show that I do up in Illinois. But she had this great quote, and I don't remember the exact words, and I don't want to butcher it, but basically she talked about, we all know the stigma of addiction, but then she talked about the only way we're going to get over that is something about getting over the stigma of recovery. Can you talk about what is the stigma of recovery and what can we do about that? Can we do anything about that? Well, it was interesting because I, I hadn't seen that quote until just a few months ago. My girlfriend, uh, Lara Frazier, actually uh, posted that on her Instagram. And, you know, I was just, I, I looked at it and then I had to look at it again. And I was like, whoa, like I, I've never thought about it that way. But that's so true. Um, my stigma of recovery is what kept me out of recovery for so long. Me too. Um, you know, I thought that it was going to be this just dismal boring you know place where you're <laughs> yeah. stuck in a basement with a bunch of old people you know yeah. uh, complaining about life that was my view of what recovery was which terrified me yeah. um my biggest fear was that life uh, that i wouldn't have fun um which is just you know complete bs uh you know well, come on, now let me interrupt you for a minute here you're, you're you're five years into your recovery journey you don't drink or do drugs anymore you used to do it a lot fair oh yeah okay so you don't now not even a little because people ask me, not even a little bit, once in a while? <laughs> not at all. Why not? Why can't you do a little? You can't moderate? No, I know how my mind works. Okay. And it's uh, the quote, uh, the really good quote is, one is too many and a thousand is never enough. And okay. that's very true for me. And for a lot of people, that is the reality. That's my reality too. Not everyone has that problem. Not everyone has that issue. Some people can have 
a glass of wine or a drink or two even maybe and be okay and then they're done. I know people like that. They have no negative consequences in their life. They don't make decisions that otherwise harm them or others and they can. So again, I know that's even controversial. Some say you shouldn't drink at all ever no matter who you are. Not everybody agrees with that, but I'm, I couldn't do that. You couldn't do that. So is recovery fun? I mean, really? Or is that just a, is that a sound bite because you're on a radio show about recovery? Tell me the truth. Well, you know, it's more, is life fun, you know? And, <laughs> and um, the only way I can live my life uh, is in recovery. You know, if, if I'm not in recovery, things are, of course, not going to be going well. And so, you know, I have to figure out how to have fun. Um, and that became my mission since day one of my recovery. Let's figure out these different ways of having fun. And so, you know, I mean, recovery itself, you know, it's a totally different thing, not even the same category as fun, but you can make your life in your recovery fun. Yeah. And that's what, you know, I like to talk about and yeah. promote. Absolutely. I, I can tell you with certainty that I have a richer, more fun, fun's not even the right word, uh, fulfilling life uh, today. And like you, I thought it was going to be the opposite. I thought it was dingy basements, grumpy old men and women drinking bad coffee, complaining about life, you know, moaning and groaning that they can't drink anymore, they can't do drugs anymore, and it's, but it's better than being in jail or dead. That's what I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be this slow death. And I couldn't have been more wrong. So this show is about four main goals. Raising awareness, reducing the stigma of not only addiction, but reducing the stigma of recovery. Promoting attractiveness. I want to go even a step further with it, Austin, and say, recovery is attractive. You should give it a shot. Again, if you've got a problem, if you or someone you know is struggling, those of us that have had problems with this, we've been in those dark places. That's a horrible place to be. And I'm betting that there's people listening right now or in the future on a podcast version of this who are like, yeah, man. And they don't know how to get out of it. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to direct them to Sober Evolution on Instagram. I'm going to direct them to Austin Cooper on social media. I'm going to direct you to recovery underscore collective on Instagram, recoverycollective.net, Tom at recoverycollective.net email, or some other person, place, or thing that you know that can be a source of inspiration. And again, we got just a couple of minutes left here today, and there's a million things, but uh, I, I just wanted to give you the floor a little bit. What would you say to people listening? And again, I always coming from the solution place on this. Someone's listening right now going, yeah, sounds good, guys, but I don't know. You know, I, I don't know. There's this, there's that. You know, whatever their reasons are for still putting on the brakes. Um, you were that guy before. Right. I was that guy before. Five years sober, 15 years, five days, five, it doesn't matter. What do you say to someone who's sitting there and uh, thinking about, well, could I really do this and would my life be better and how do I go about it? Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I think it really comes down to breaking your life down and figuring out, does your life get better when you're drunk, high, hungover? Does it, you know, does your life overall in the long term improve? Do you think your life's just going to keep getting better when you're when you're doing those things? Mm. Or do you think with all the, you know, time that you would have without being drunk, higher, hungover, that you could fill that time with something that could actually build your life to where you want it to be, you know? Yeah. Um, there's so many unknowns about the future, but I think it's pretty obvious, uh, you know, when your life is not going the way you want it to and when, you know, alcohol or drugs might be part of the issue. I think if it's anything 
slightly negative, eliminate it from your life. If there's something positive, add it to your life. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, my big thing is, and I look at this every single day of my life is, is this adding value that I'm doing today? Or is this taking away value from my life? Mm-hmm. I have to look at it almost as a business, you know, yeah. what what's adding value to my business, what's not. I need to push everything out of the way if it's not adding value. I need to accumulate all the things that are uh, for a healthy business, for a healthy life. Um, and that's the way I look at it. Good stuff. Excellent stuff. It's Austin Cooper from Sober Evolution. Last question for you, Austin. What's next for Sober Evolution? For those that follow you, for those that don't yet, and I encourage you, if you don't, you should. Whether you're in recovery, someone you know, um, if you're just curious, it's a great way to check it out. See what people are talking about. Experiment. Be a silent voyeur, if you will. But what's coming up next for Sober Evolution? Uh, well, we're going to continue creating more events. We are in the early stages of creating another one in St. Petersburg, Florida, another one out uh, in Indy Atlantic, uh, Florida. And, you know, that this is, I think, what we're going to really start trying to do and duplicate it throughout the United States and eventually the world because, you know... It, it's so much different than most recovery events. This is just a social gathering. Let's have live music, good food, good sober drinks, um, and just have a good time meeting people. Um, and this is what we want to duplicate across the world, and we're well on our way uh, of doing that. So definitely, you know, uh, stay posted. I'm going to be posting all about it on social media, my website. As soon as we get these event dates, uh, you're invited. So. Um, we'll make that happen and that's what's on our agenda it's so cool that event I can't speak highly enough of that event that first one you did and I'm looking forward to more of these sober-evolution.com it's Austin Cooper Sober Evolution out on Instagram and these events are are, are just great and I just really appreciate you coming on the show and in the little bit of time we had today to share your vision your history your mission your, your outlook on things you're one of those guys I'm just inspired by being around you and not everybody is that way, and what you're doing, it's courageous, taking on the haters and the heat and the, the people that don't agree with everything, and that's okay, but, but you're affecting more people positively, and you know this, than, than otherwise, and so I commend you. I've got some Sober Evolution bracelets here and some stickers, so email me, tom at recoverycollective.net, and uh, we'll give some of these away going forward. Will you come back again sometime? Oh, absolutely, man. I appreciate you so much for awesome. having me on the show, and you're, and you're doing the same thing. You know, you're going out there uh, as a warrior and and you know getting past the hate and just bringing in the positive and uh, i appreciate it i appreciate that thank you so much i try to conclude each show here on the recovery collective with what i'm gonna be introducing called a sobriety spotlight shout out and i've got some folks that uh i'm throwing my email out there multiple times write this down tom at recoverycollective.net you don't want to call in maybe a little scared right now you but you want to give us a sobriety spotlight shout out send me an email here's what we've got who what when and why and here's one i got this is from tim from clearwater the question is that's who the what is what's your avdc your addiction vice device distraction or compulsion and this person tim said recovering from chronic alcohol addiction booze in its many forms and drug use too tim says his sobriety date was may 2007 as it's turned out and why why that's the concluding thing of the sobriety spotlight shout out here three to five sentences just something short why his why message to those still struggling says tim the fear of the unknown of what life would be like in sobriety it's that exact fear to take on, he says, to discover a whole new life. It's 100 times better than what you think it is. I uh, love it. 
There you go. So there you go. Thanks to Tim for sending that sobriety spotlight shout out. If you've got a sobriety shout out that you want to get read on the air, I'm going to conclude every episode with one of these. Tom at recoverycollective.net. Recoverycollective.net is the website and recovery underscore collective. Austin Cooper, thank you so much. Sober Evolution. Appreciate you. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. You got it. We'll see you next week here. Your Total Wine & More store is ready to serve you with our always low prices on an incredible 8,000 wines and 2,500 beers. Want it today? Try our same-day delivery or contactless curbside pickup at TotalWine.com. Whether you're grabbing your favorite beer or pouring a glass to enjoy an evening on the deck, Total Wine & More has you covered. Visit any of our 12 stores in Northern Virginia. Your Total Wine & More store is ready to serve you with our always low prices on an incredible 8,000 wines and 2,500 beers. Want it today? Try our same-day delivery or contactless curbside pickup at TotalWine.com. Whether you're grabbing your favorite beer or pouring a glass to enjoy an evening on the deck, Total Wine & More has you covered. Visit any of our 12 stores in Northern Virginia.